What do you do when, as the boss of your business, you don't feel as though your business makes enough difference in the world? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're confronting the ever popular entrepreneurial question of finding your why. When people are focusing on building their businesses, on getting their mindset straight, working on personal development, inevitably the question becomes, what is your why? Why are you doing this? Why are you um, putting this effort forth? What do you want to change in the world? What kinds of transformations do you want to offer, etc., etc.? That is typically a question at one point in time or at multiple points in time we are asked of ourselves or we ask ourselves that question. So what happens when you're looking at your business or your business idea and you're going, ah, doesn't really seem to make much of a difference in the world. Who am I really helping? What kind of difference am I actually making? Is there a point to it? And would I be better off just doing something else? Those can be really painful questions to ask ourselves. I have been forced in my own sort of professional journey to sort of confront those questions head on. The first time I did it was when I decided to stop working in agencies and doing really intense emotional um, mental health therapy with um, troubled kids in a residential treatment program. I went to private practice. Um, a lot of people told me I was going to the dark side because I was moving into the private sector. Um, and a lot of people would, you know, sort of ask me the kind of people I helped. And a lot of times it was this idea of I work with the worried well. Like I work with people who would be perfectly fine without therapy, but they, you know, want somebody to talk to. And now I've gone even further from my original roots of where I started helping business people get out of their own way so they can up-level and grow their own businesses and build their own lives on their terms. And so at each point of this, um, you know, sort of professional journey, I've had to say, well, you know, what kind of difference can I make? What kind of um, change am I really creating? What the hell am I actually doing here? And does it really matter? Um, today's listener question is about the same thing. I really resonate with it. Um, so let's dive in, see what she has to say, and I'm going to find you on the other side. Hi, Heather. I keep going round and round about whether this is a good question for you. So if it isn't, I totally get it. What do you do when you're not sure that the work you're doing is really making any kind of difference in the world? I love the stories you've shared about the work you did with troubled teens and fully appreciate how you came to be where you are now with burnout and protecting your talent. Even the work you do now helps people go out and make their own difference, which matters in a whole separate way. I'm not sure, though, that my work matters at all. Okay, I should probably clarify. I pendulum swing as to how much it matters. When I listen to people who are really making a difference, though, it makes me feel like I shouldn't even try because the work I do and the work I want to be doing, that's not changing any lives. I'm a teacher and have been for years. Everybody's yelling at you right now. As soon as you say, um, <laughs> I'm not sure I make any difference, and then your next immediate <laughs> sentence is, I'm a teacher, <laughs> everybody right now is yelling at you about whether or not you make a difference. Just BS. Okay, I'm going to go back to your letter now. <laughs> 
I teach and have always taught at independent schools, so the kids I work with are kids from families with means. I'm sure a good sure I'm good at what I do, but if I were not there, the kids would be just fine. Some other teacher, even one who's not as good at connecting and teaching as I am, would hop in, and the resources available would still up the scales towards good results. I don't have any desire to teach in public schools, though, because I don't have the patience for the endless paperwork and the stuff that has to be done there that has absolutely nothing to do with teaching. I have friends who are there. I'm not exaggerating. Plus, I'm a short timer. This time next year, we're planning to retire. The work I want to be doing, the work I'm in the process of creating, is helping people who are getting ready to go off sailing get their ducks in a row in terms of mindset and practical matters like how do you cook on a boat and how do you find time, space, and motivation to exercise on board. But how does that matter in the world? What difference does it make in the grand scheme of things if someone who's able to buy a boat and head off into the sunset can do so more confidently? Talk about a first world problem. These days, it feels like the work I do needs to matter. Is it just another excuse? What am I missing? Holy hell, woman. <laughs> Slow yourself down. First of all, I have to tell you, I take... I. This is going to sound strong, and I don't mean it to sound strong, but I actually take immediate offense to this idea that you think as an, a teacher in an independent school, you don't make a difference because I am a student from an independent school. So if I have made any kind of difference in your life, if I have helped you in any way whatsoever, think differently, do something differently, take action differently, I 100% promise you it is because I had the most exceptional teachers on the planet in my independent school for families with children of means who taught me how to think. I was a C student in public schools. My dad made the decision and it wasn't like, you know, financially easy, but he made the decision and he made the investment because I remember this like it was yesterday, but I was getting like, I was close to getting a D in math when I was in the sixth grade and I couldn't understand fractions to save my life. Could it, this is such a side tangent, but I'm telling the story anyway. It's my show. So I couldn't understand fractions to save my life. Um, and my dad went to the math teacher and said, like, I'm trying to teach her at home, but she's really not getting it. I'm worried about her grades, this, that, the other thing. So the teacher says to him in response, says, well, I wouldn't really worry about it. Heather's really good at getting her grades to bounce back and we'll be finishing fractions in two weeks so she'll be fine. And my dad was like, but she's still not going to know how to do fractions. And he left that meeting and made the decision to put me in private school. And in doing that, he changed the trajectory of my life. I was a C student that nobody expected anything better for. My mom had died when I was um, in kindergarten in first grade. The whole school system from day one knew that, that story, that cloud followed me. And as a result, nobody expected that I could be any better. I was a C student and nobody tried to get me to be better in my school system. My dad put me in private school and within two weeks, I was in honors classes. And I graduated, we were small, again, you know, families with means, right? Whatever. Um, my class was a class of 36 and I was in the top four or five, um, highly competitive, highly competitive students too. Um, and I credit that school with teaching me how to think. 
I could have learned the facts anywhere, but the critical thinking skills, the things that make me really great at what I do for you on the show and my work with clients as a business builder, as a leader and a manager in agency, I 100% credit to my independent school upbringing. I was fortunate to have that. I'm grateful for it. But I have to tell you, I take immediate offense to the fact that people say this so routinely that it doesn't matter because you're only working with, you know, the upper echelon. Like my dad was middle, upper middle class. We weren't in that like high rank. He owned his own business and I worked for him and took, um, you know, worked for the business as a way of sort of, you know, helping him save on payroll and we made it a family commitment. But when I tell you, I could not be any more grateful um, for that foundation. And I can remember the teachers by name who made a difference. I can remember the teachers who made me better, who made me great. I remember the guidance counselor who, got me out of my depression, who helped me grieve for the loss of my mom. Like you matter. What you do matters. And it is not true that somebody with less skills and less talent could do just a job and the kid do the same job and the kids would be okay. I'm going on a rant now. I apologize, but I'm just going to keep going. It is so not true because I can tell you another story of a science teacher I had. I was in this advanced placement biology class. It covered two years of material. Science was my hardest freaking subject in school. I could study for two hours every single day. It's not a surprise to anybody listening to this that I ended up as a therapist, right? But I could study for like two hours every single day and work so hard for a test. And then other kids could waltz into the stupid test and be like, oh my God, we're having a test today. I forgot to study. I would get the C and they would get like the 104 or something. It was so hard for me. I worked so hard. I At the end of two years, I had to take an exam that would exempt me from my freshman level science classes if I wanted to. And I went into the teacher's room and I said, listen, like I'm having a really hard time organizing this Um you know, this material, I don't know how to study for two years worth of tests, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I just, I don't know what to do. And she said, you know what, Heather, you would be best putting your effort on some of the other subjects because I just honestly don't think you can pass. Um, So that's what a less than teacher does when someone else takes over the room. So don't you dare for a second undermine yourself because that thinking that you're applying to your day job is absolutely impacting the way you are looking at your new dream business. Um, So I want to challenge that directly. I didn't intend to talk about it so passionately, but like, oh my gosh, the Prout School, I don't even know what they call it now. I think they changed their name like three times, but the Prout School in Wakefield, Rhode Island, like you made me, the person I am today. So anyway, we digress. But that thinking, the way you're thinking that like, just because you help people with means or just because your clients are going to be people with money, you don't make a difference. Like you have to, you have to change that story. Um, because it just, it's not serving you. It's not working because a better way to look at this, a better way to turn this around is to say, what kind of difference do I want to make in the world? And given what I want, 
How can I do that? So, okay, you want to help people who want to sail around the world, learn to live on a boat, learn to retire from their lives and do so fearlessly. And on paper, you're saying, you know, first world problems, superficial, fine, whatever. That's an interest you have. That's the path to which you want to make money. That's the skill set you think you can um, do it with. Fine. Beginning, middle and end. Um, We got you there. But now what kind of difference do you want to make? And do you have to make it through your work? If you're sailing around the world, can you stop at places and do volunteering? Can you use the income you make for your business to support, um, you know, sort of causes or things you care about? Can you, um, you know, spend time teaching kids how to sail or how to, you know, help people be less afraid of the water? Or what are the things that matter to you? Because there's more than one way to get to that destination. You don't have to do it through your business. Think about like, you know, think about like celebrities, stupid reality television people who get shit tons of money for entertaining us with garbage. They like, they're not really making a difference in the world, but they've got shit tons of money now that they can use that money for. And some of them choose to use it to make a difference. But you have to define and probably it sounds like redefine what making a difference is going to be and look like for you. You get to absolutely have a passion-driven business on something you care about. And you can choose to use that passion to fuel that. But, you know, here's the thing. I have a business teaching people to choose happiness. That no matter what has happened to them, they get to they get to choose what happens next. They don't have to become a victim to it. They don't have to become stuck in the mud. They get to choose what happens next immediately. Some of those people I help <coughs> might choose to use their passion to get on a boat and sail. I'm okay with that, my friend. (laughs) I'm okay with that if my business helps people sail around the world. Because the whole point of it is we all get to choose what we want. So if you're choosing what you want, you've got it. If you're also deciding that there is a part of that business plan that isn't fulfilling, maybe you find your fulfillment in another part of your life other than your business. Or maybe you figure out a way for your business to meet that. So for example, in my business model, I always have one pro bono client and sometimes one to three three people who see me, you know, at discounted rates or for limited time or something like that, because I always want to feel like I'm giving back. But here's the thing that you have to also know and hold, because I can motivate you till the cows come home. I can get on the rooftops and I can shout this thing and I can keep shouting this. But there's also one other undeniable truth here, and that's when you make a real difference and you choose a job that just by definition truly is going to make less of a difference, you have to grieve that and accept that about yourself. So if you feel as though your new journey after retirement is going to leave something behind, is going to make it so you can't make as significant of an impact on people, 
and you can't find a way to do it with your new life plan, that doesn't mean you don't do your new life plan. That doesn't mean you're undeserving of your dream or unworthy of your dream. You're going to have to grieve that because I used to literally save lives. I have stopped countless suicide attempts, sometimes just with a gut feeling that somebody was going to do something and I just followed my gut. I've gotten people like out of like, oh God, the situations I've found myself in because of my work, nobody would believe. But I've got, I've literally taken teacher, like teenagers out of crack houses. Um, and I've done life-changing, gut-wrenching work, really, really important work. I don't choose to do that work anymore. I accept that choice, but my friend, I grieve it. I grieve it. I'm sad that I don't do that work anymore. I'm sad that for whatever reason, I never learned how to have a life and balance that with work, that I ultimately put myself in a position where I had to choose. So it, it, you live with it. And you figure out what other kind of difference you make, how else you can impact people, how else you can use your skills and talents, and you perceive those opportunities and you grab them. That is the other part here that's so key, is whatever it is you say you want, just go get it, figure it out, say yes, you're going to do it, and then figure it out later. But you've totally got this, but you are going to get in your own way with this predetermined vision and story of um, what making a difference looks like. So I want you to get crystal clear on what making a difference looks like for you. And then I know you're going to get yourself there. Um, you asked me at the beginning of this, if you didn't know that this was a great question, this is a perfect question, but there is no bad question. Just like my teachers in my private school used to tell me the only question, the bad question, the only stupid question is the one that doesn't get asked. So if anybody has a question in the you want my two cents on your business, do what this listener did today. Find me over at Heather at choose to have it all.com. And if you need this kind of motivation and you're behind, I am going to be putting a link for how to work with me directly in the show notes. You can find me there and we can get going helping you find the way you can make a difference in your life and in your business or fix whatever problem is getting in your own way. Thanks for chatting with me today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.